Welcome back to the Bold Call Fantasy Football Podcast, where we're looking at strategies to win your draft, regardless of starting position. Got the best coaches in the game, <laughs> we really ain't playing. We regroup up in the Slack chat where the coaches debrief. We be piecing these puzzles, occupy the chunk of the pie. Ain't no lie when we hit the block, helmets, casket is got. All right, what's up, everyone? Kevin Allen here, aka the geek, and I've got the Encyclopedia Footballica himself. A man you could find. He is everywhere when you're looking for fantasy football information. Alan Sislowski, what's up, my man? Yeah, this is like the most important, I think one of the most important podcasts we're going to do this year. And it's because people are drafting now. Like they are in the heart of draft season. And what we're going to do is take them through a live mock draft and actually walk them through how we would pick, how the, the choices we would make. The, t- the roster build. So I'm excited to do this because this is it. This is no more like off-season stuff. People are drafting today. It It is. It's absolutely go time, right? And one of the biggest problems that people ask me, that people come up with is, all right, I'm, I'm drafting fourth overall. I'm drafting first. I'm drafting eighth. What should I do? Who should I take? Should I take a running back? Should I take a quarterback? Uh, should I take a, a running back, wide receiver? Should I take uh, Travis Kelsey there? So what we're going to do today is we're going to go through it from various position position starting positions. So we're going to do a draft starting first. We're going to do one if you get the fourth or fifth spot. We're going to do one seventh or eighth, and then we're going to do one at the end of the draft, 11th or 12th. And we're going to mock them so we can run through it quick, and we're going to run through five or six rounds of each draft. So you can got to get a sense of how it's going to go. If you forego running back early, how does your team start to shape up? If you take a luxury pick like a quarter, you won't find that won't happen here. We don't take luxury quarterback picks. But if you take a luxury pick like a tight end, you know, in the first two rounds, how does your draft look? You know, if you wait on running back, that might happen in one of these. How does your draft look? So we're going to take you through it and show you the ideal strategies for every starting position to prep you for real for your 12 team PPR standard format draft. This is a single QB format today. We already did a super flex show. If you're drafting super flex, which Alan and I love, by the way, and prefer, who does check out that video, the super flex video. Now, on that note, sponsoring today's podcast, we'd like to talk about Owner's Box Weekly Fantasy Sports for a second. Now, Owner's Box is a daily fantasy sports game, very similar to FanDuel or DraftKings, except for this. They've eliminated defense. They've eliminated the positions we don't like, kicker. And instead, they use the super draft format. We love super flex, super flex. Did I not say super? Flex? You said super draft. Oh, the super, the super flex format, meaning essentially you're allowed to play two QBs on owner's box. We love that format. It's really cool games as well. There's really no sharks. There's no optimizers designed for the uh, the owner's box platform. So you're up against more regular season long fantasy football players there. The contest size ha- is the perfect mix. Owner's box hat. The code hasn't been cracked yet. There's no like algorithmic people sitting there and putting in their 150 limes. Like you have a shot that really win yeah. in this thing. You could start Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen. You could start correlating quarterbacks in week one geek. One of my favorite uh, uh, games on the slate is Browns versus chiefs. You could start Mahomes and Baker Mayfield in that same game. You could do the correlating plays right there with the QBs. Yes. And you know, uh, I really like, Again, pairing up both quarterbacks on your team with correlative plays, you know, be it the wide receivers, the tight ends. You can get a lot of correlation in every lineup. You can do games, single game stacks. Really, really, um, really cool format, really unique. 
And one of the cool things they've done for us specifically, for us specifically, and for you guys who are watching the Bowl Call podcast, is they've actually set up a code that you can get $10 free in your account. You don't have to make a deposit. You don't have to do anything. You just play with 10 bucks. As long as you use the link in the description of this video below, and when you're signing up, you use promo code Drew9. They put $10 in your account. Why it's Drew9 and they put 10 bucks in there, you could figure that out if you know football. But Drew9, $10. Just click, in your the, just click the, in the all, everything's in the video description in YouTube. So it's just go in, in there the and it's all in there. All right, all right man. Let's, let's do yeah. this. Let's I'm excited. Get into it. And I'm going to pop my screen up here. And we're using the Fantasy Pros mock draft simulator for the purpose of this video. And the reason we're doing that is because it's fast and it's convenient. And it's really the only format I figured out that was going to work for this. So we're using the, the, the um, fantasy pros mock draft simulator and let's do our first draft here. So as you see, I've got it set for um, one QB, two running back, three wide receivers, one tight end, one flex. I've eliminated defense and kicker from this mock. Let's see our starting position for the first one. Let's start with the first position group. This one's an easy one. And guys, just for the purpose of this, there's borderline no difference in your draft technique. For example, if you're if you're picking first, second, or even third, I, I think um, the top three players are pretty well standard. And well, wait, wait, who's, who's? I mean, we know who the top two are: McCaffrey, and we know Cook. Who's your number three? That, now, I'm confused. Now that Jameis has all has all but sealed the deal, we're going with Kamara. Yes, we're worried about Kamara a little bit. Maybe Taysom Hill gets that role. Now that it's going to be Winston. And by the way, Winston, Winston looked damn good, man. He looked like Jane, he he looked like all the good parts of Jameis Winston, and he looks like he studied under Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Jameis Winston, uh, it, it looks like he still has that thirty-five touchdown upside, but obviously, uh, you know, I think he could throw under fifteen, under twelve picks, which again is still a lot, but it's now it's a starting quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he'll have a good season, I think, but mm. again. I'm not loading up a Jameis Winston as QB 12 or any sort of QB one at all still because uh, mainly because Taysom Hill is still there and he will be taking touchdowns away from him. So um, let's get back to the screen. Okay. And let's start with the first pick in this draft. We are pick number one and we're going to go with Christian McCaffrey. Wait, we're course. doing it from pick number one. We're, we're starting with the number one pick for this one. Okay. So, I mean, that's a no brainer. You lock and load any format McCaffrey. Yeah. Any format. I don't even, I don't care what format it is. We lock and load McCaffrey. So the first pick, not super exciting. Let the draft play out. And we get to, if, if like any to, of you, if any like of you watching in the chat there, and there's a bunch of people that just piled in, if there's any other player you would consider other than McCaffrey, please put it in the chat. I'm just curious because everyone's locked and load McCaffrey. But if you were to say to me, McCaffrey of the field, who's going to finish number one overall, obviously you take the field. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about that. I mean, it's the odds are McCaffrey. The reason you take McCaffrey at number one, and I don't want to harp on it too much is because he's got the best bet to finish in the top three or four. Absolutely. Uh, he is just, he's the goat. He's two players in one. I don't think we need to make an argument for McCaffrey. It's not even close. Yep. So we come around to the two, three turn. We've got two picks in a row right now. We've got a stud running back on our team already. Um, you know, the elite tight ends are gone for the most part. George Kittle fine. But for me, you know, I don't know about you, says he's not he's not somebody I, I, I care that much to draft early, which leaves us at running back with a couple of talented players. I'm going to actually extend this a little bit to make sure I'm seeing everybody that I want to see. There's James Robinson 
right there. So in, okay, let's talk about strategy for a minute. So when you get Christian McCaffrey, you talked about that you have two players in one. And I think that that really does help drive the draft strategy. I think in a league where you need to start three receivers and a flex, that you could just ignore running back for quite a while right now. I would be very comfortable going receiver-receiver here. I'm I'm fine with that. I just want to show the comparable players that you can get. So if you're going running back, James Robinson's available as well. He's kind of down here a little bit. The ADP hasn't quite caught up with where he should be based on the recent news uh, of ATN being out for the season. At wide receiver, we've got studs that we love. A.J. Brown, love him. Keenan Allen, my goodness, this man was on a pace last year like nothing you've ever seen before until he got hurt um, under Herbert. So. AJ Brown, Keenan Allen. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this over to you because my comfort zone here, I believe that James Robinson, and we're gonna have, unfortunately because the ADP is a little weird, he's always gonna be there on this mock format. But I believe James Robinson is an extreme value at this point. Um, I can make an argument for Montgomery as well. Hilaire, there's quite a few running backs that I still like, but at wide receiver, we can grab a couple studs. So AJ well, know- Brown, I mean. You, you know my my default is let's check what the pros are doing, right? So what I'm going to do is I'm running – there has been 28 drafts since yesterday. 28 drafts. Uh, where do you think that Robinson went? Where is James Robinson going right now? And this is I'm, the pros. I'm so I'm, ta- so I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the pros now, right? Yeah. Okay, so actually let me uh, cut out – let me cut out some of these drafts just to see if I can make it just since what's today. Today's the 26th. So I'll make it if since you can yes. get just today. Uh, well, um, 16 drafts. That's a good sample That's That's since yesterday. That's well yeah. after the news broke. All right. Um, let me see here. James Robinson is going 36th overall. That's the what end a, of the third round. What a steal, guys. Just draft this dude. He's going right in the neighborhood. Montgomery goes ahead of him, and Carson's been going ahead of him. And then immediately after him is DeAndre Swift has fallen below him at this point. Okay, that's a good d- decision point. DeAndre Swift or James Robinson? Obviously, I know the answer for you. It's it's Robinson all day. Yeah, but how about uh, Montgomery? That's someone who you like a little better. Would you take him or James Robinson? I'm, I'm still I'm taking Robinson ahead of Montgomery, but th- that is a good point of delineation. The, like right here, as I'm making, I'm looking here, and I'm kind of trying to make a decision. And it's interesting, Hilaire is still available as well. I, I really like um, Hilaire. Um, maybe a little bit. I, I think I still think, you know, I can make an argument for Montgomery, Robinson, Robertson, and Hilaire. It doesn't matter which one it is. So I really like all three. I'm a little worried about Clyde Ebert-Hilaire. Undersized, didn't catch passes last year in the third round. It was like a no-brainer pick to me. But I don't really want to spend my second-round pick on him. I know we're on the turn here. Well, part of the deal is if we're expecting these other guys to still maybe be there another round from now, we might be able to roll the dice. So with that being said, I think if I have this draft, I'm taking a wide receiver and a running back here. I'm going going a little more level on the the 2-3 turn. So I'm taking A.J. Brown. Here, argument positive for Keenan Allen. If you want to go that way, that's great. You're going to get a little more volume out of Keenan Allen than A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, a little more upside, a little less, maybe similar injury risk, actually. Um, I think Allen Robinson would be a fine pick, as would C.D. Lamb, but I went with um, A.J. Brown. And now we've got a running back pick. Let's go. I- I'm uh, says I'll let you throw some opinion in here. For me, I think I'll go Montgomery here or or Robinson. Or, or okay, not C.E.H.? I'm fine with CH too, but like, you know, 
you have a yeah, I mean, I think CEH is the one that's guaranteed the uh, the the biggest role on. And when you take biggest role plus best team, when you add all of that up, I think it adds up to CEH right here. All right, let's go with CEH. I'm more concerned with process here than I am with like necessarily the player. I, I like CEH. I like Montgomery there. I would have been happy with Robinson as well. So let's bring it back around. Now we are at the four five turn. And isn't this interesting? Darrell Henderson still hanging around. So we have a chance to pick up a really, really nice, in my opinion, uh, number three running back. That's the, that's how I'm leaning. I'm letting you know straight off, off the bat says now you might have a strong opinion about the signing of Sony Michelle. I'm going to tell you my opinion of the signing of Sony Michelle is yeah. So what Malcolm Brown? So what? Yeah, he's going to be the bruiser. He's probably going to get some goal line touches, but Darrell Henderson will get the um, 60%. He should still get the bulk of the carries. What do you say, says? Yeah, I mean, if you're a Darrell Henderson drafter and you've already drafted and you're like, damn, I, you know, I mean, this is why he didn't go in the third round. This is why he was going in the fourth and fifth round mm -hmm. because the market was smart enough to know that he was likely to get a backfield mate. I mean, somebody's coming to participate, and Sony Michelle is exactly the type of player that you want there. You don't want someone that's just going to come in, and Melvin Gordon would probably take over the backfield. But Sony Michelle, he's good when healthy. He has a little bit of durability problems. So already, you know, he's not going to be an 18 touch player. He's going to be more of a, a 12 touch player. So that Can't leaves. Can't um, I mean, you know, he hasn't been a, an elite pass catcher in the NFL, that's for sure. But. Daryl Henderson was never going to be a 25 catch uh, carry player, 25 touch player. He was going to probably top out around 16 and Sony Michelle is the perfect complement to him. So I think that this only confirms what we believe. That's why you're not seeing Darrell Henderson's ADP uh, move that far in either direction. There we go. I'm, I'm down with it. So we grabbed. So again, we're, we, this is our starting from the first position draft. We'll do a few more guys. So I see some questions in the chat about eighth place in different starting spots. We're going to go through a bunch of these. Like let's go through the, we'll do the eighth starting one in a couple in a couple. And we'll see, we'll see what decisions we make. So again, we're, we're getting through this draft. We've just taken our third. Let me look at rosters here. So we have it. We've taken our third running back. We've got one wide receiver so far. And so in my opinion, at this point, I could take a look at tight end, see who's hanging around. Still some good ones hanging around. Not where I, I don't want to sacrifice that just yet i like a lot of these names let's look a little bit further down says i don't know if you have a preference here dj Moore hanging out deontay johnson great ppr guy uh as long as uh, as long as ben is healthy so our team so far is mccaffrey we have ceh and henderson three and we have our anchor wide receiver aj brown so we That's can right. um, we can go a lot of different directions i think this is a really fertile wide receiver area of the draft. It, it does drop off a little bit here. And we are in the beginning of a tier, which again is always painful. Like which one do you choose? But you know, what's going to happen when it comes back. Right. Uh, I'm not opposed to reaching up. Is Cooper cup off the board? He is gone. He's gone. I don't think so. Usually he, he lasts a little longer, but okay. So uh, you, you had said it right. I think DJ Moore is being a little undervalued. I like Sam Darnold this year. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater was able to support multiple wide receivers, but the problem with taking DJ Moore here is that you and I both like Robbie Anderson quite a few rounds later. And Might if we well get DJ, 
Yeah, if we get, well if we get yeah, when the ADP when when you want you don't want both wide receivers on on Carolina, so it's better to probably wait a round or two on the next spin. Get uh, get Robbie Anderson and leave DJ Moore alone. So uh, I know you this like is a, this is a good spot for Deontay for me. I, I don't see. Yeah, I would agree with any, that. Any negative to that? The only again, and, the only negative Higgins to Deontay too. being Claypool is probably available a round or two from now, but. Let's go with Deontay Johnson here. Yeah, the other ones is Ayuk and T. Higgins. I think both of those guys are are, are very viable at this spot. That they're all here for good reason. Um, all good plays. We'll go with Deontay Johnson in this one. But note that had we taken a second wide receiver rather than Elaire, we probably could have gotten away with a mediocre combo of like Mike Davis and um like Mike uh, Mike Davis and Henderson here. So they're had we gone the other route with the Hilaire pick, you could have had a second stud wide receiver in here and had I don't, a Mike Davis. And I'm I, not drafting Mike Davis this year. Do you want it, the I reason is I don't I try not to draft those those players that the, yes, that he is likely to be to get the workload, but he's guaranteed nothing. He's earned nothing. He's just the guy that's there. There's I mean, no one else there. I mean, Quandre well, Olison is not, you know. Right. I mean, he hasn't been anything yet, but it's Mike Davis is not someone that is going to shove the other guy out of the way. It's he's not going to he hasn't done enough to just to feel safe there. And then, listen, that's why he's going in the fifth yeah. round. If we knew he was going to be the every down back and go in the second or third. But it, it, we've draft players like that all the time where. Yeah, they're the guy that's there for now, but by week four, they're pushed out of the way or marginalized. I, I think that's too good of a wide receiver area, or, and there's too many. And you know, you can always go quarterback there if you like one of the dual threat quarterbacks. Uh, I just wouldn't. I'm not drafting Mike Davis this year, and if I'm wrong about it, I understand why. No, that's fine. I don't have him in any drafts yet. I haven't gotten him. He needs to fall to a certain level, or I'd have to go kind of like a zero RB situation. So. With our last two picks in this mock, and we'll we'll just stop it here as we filled out our, our starters. We don't have to go crazy. We need a we need another wide receiver and a tight end. So well, who are the quarterbacks that are left at this point? Because I'm a little I differ with you a little bit that I no. like to get a QB in the fifth, sixth round, a dual threat guy. Not for me. Russ, fine. Rogers, fine. Herbert, interesting. Tannehill. I just don't see why I would stretch. I, I we'll have good quarterbacks. We have time for the quarterback, I think. Jalen Hurts, everybody's still here. This would be a reach for me. This is a, if if Kyler Murray was there, yeah. And I'll agree with you here, says if Kyler Murray was here, if a dual threat was here, I'd be into it. These are all kind of similar guys. So right. I'm not I don't think we should go that way. So the you want to just stop the draft here and then go from another position now? Oh, yeah. Is that what that, you're, okay, so let's try let's try that eighth position, like you were talking about yeah, earlier. But I mean, I'll take my two last picks because we're here and we'll fill it out. My favorite of this group right here. If we take a look at who's available, I like Will Fuller, by the way, just keeping a note, but he's usually available very late. I'm going to go Debo Samuel in this spot. Um, I think Debo Samuel is actually better than Brandon Ayuk and will have a better season than Brandon Ayuk and get him a couple rounds later. And at tight end, you know, I'm, I think Hawkinson is the clear choice, although Logan Thomas certainly playable. But here is our completed mock. You've got Christian McCaffrey, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, AJ Brown, Deion. You can't, you can't be upset with this team. AJ Brown. Deontay Johnson, PPR machine, Debo Samuel, lots of upside for a WR3. TJ Hawkinson, you know, in a good spot this season. Henderson, Hilaire, Christian McCaffrey, you win your league like this, guys. By the way, we have a, um, a, 
a sicko uh, wa- a viewer in the chat here, Mike Coates. He's number two pick in a 16-team Superflex. Oh. oh, my God. There's not even enough quarterbacks to go around. Yeah, you you know what the number two pick is? It's very easy. Right? As he say number two, it's Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, then on the comeback, it's like whatever quarterback is still – you right. need two quarterbacks. And on the, thir- on the third spin, maybe you're, another quarterback. You're forced to take two QBs in the first two rounds in that format. Yep. Um, if there's even 32. two QBs left, if yeah. If you don't have a QB in your in your superflex, you ain't winning that league. Yeah, like, and I'll give you another little hint. If you're in a league that big, I like uh, draft uh, drafting Tyler Heineke. I don't think Ryan uh, Fitzpatrick makes it the whole season. I just don't. Not from a health perspective. It's just that in fantasy we like him, but he's one of those guys that could throw three picks in in two consecutive games. And Washington football team was pretty good with Heineke in, in a league that deep. Heineke is is a player I'm rostering. Yeah, see, very, very how about how about um Mariota when when Derek Carr shits the bed? Like can yeah. you throw him on your bench? Those high upside QBs, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, for now we're you know, we're talking about our one QB leagues. We're right, talking about how to win those leagues, and we're mocking right now from the eighth position. Or you want to go eight? I was gonna go four then eight. I was gonna kind of go in this. Let's order. go let's go eight because we had someone that brought it up, and I'm curious too, because this we'll is gonna be a eight. totally different draft. We'll do an eighth, then we'll jump to fourth, then we'll try to get a twelfth in. So um if we can. So let's start with the eighth position. Same settings, guys. Fresh draft. Okay, so here we go. We are picking eight. Um, McCaffrey off the board. Cook off the board. Let's look at the show draft just to see. McCaffrey first. Cook. Kamara. You know how to show the draft board, dude? You see on the top? You see it says draft board? Click that. Oh. Pro tip. Yeah, and then on the bottom right, there's a little X. X out that little thing on the bottom right. Bottom right. Uh, now we got a cleaner look here. Now hide my share. Oh, all right. Very cool. So here we are. And then you'll just click back over on suggestions to pick a player. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. Oh, this is great. So, all right. So we see who went first and Devontae Adams appropriately right there. Here we go. Zeke, um, Zeke off the board, Henry Kamara. There we go. So now we're making our decision. And you can just go into the list. You don't need to go back to suggestions. You could just click on where that list is on the left. Isn't there one that says like cheat sheet or something? No. no. Oh, no, I don't have a cheat sheet. Click in here that. Click that. Yeah, oh, there's your cheat. Fucking A, man. This and then cool. you could just hide the drafted. There's a button to hide drafted. Yeah, but this is their cheat sheet. Fuck their cheat sheet. But nonetheless. Okay. Um, all right. So we have some choices here. All so right, basically, so go back to the draft board or suggestions, whatever you want to do. Yeah, this is fine. Too. Actually, I kind of like it looking like this. This was cool. Mm-hmm. I wonder, okay. can I click this guy and draft him? Oh, yeah. All right. I like this. I like this view. All right. Good stuff. So we have some choices here. Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones we have ranked higher than – I think Aaron Jones is the value here, says. I don't know about you. Uh, I could go for Travis Kelsey as well, but the tight end early is a very luxurious pick that sometimes comes back to bite you in the ass. So, um, I mean, I can go Jones here. Eckler I'm a little bit worried about this high, mainly because – He's an injury guy. He's a little small for the position, and he does not get even 50% of the touches for his team, or at least he didn't get last year. I have some concerns about taking him in the first round. I can who also make an argument. Who do you think is very the goal line back in, uh, in in the L.A. Chargers? Like, Who do you think is going to get the goal line touchdowns? It might not be Eckler. Well, I'm saying if it's not Eckler, who do you think it, it might be? It could be Kelly or Justin Jefferson. You mean Justin Jackson? Jackson, whatever his name is. Yeah, I mean he's kind of an undersized guy too. I mean, you know what? Um, 
somebody was talking about this. I thought this was pretty interesting. It could be Herbert. He could end up, he could have that Josh Allen 11 touchdown season this year with a, with a couple goal line sneaks, nine touchdowns. He's pretty big, man. He's got a long reach. He can give you those, those Brady sneaks. He's a sneaky, good athlete. He, he was he really fast the at the combine. He, he can get you the Brady sneaks for sure. Isn't it interesting? We didn't think of him that way. I can make an argument here and I kind of like Antonio Gibson in this spot. Talk me out of it, dude, because it's Jones or Gibson for me. And I know Gibson's all the way down here on the list. But well, only be, only because yeah, I think you can get him in the second round in most of your home leagues. That's why I would say right. Jones. But obviously, right. if we were in a high stakes league, sharp like a super sharp league, we I would have no problem with Gibson. But you know we're going to be able to get him in the next spin. Probably. And and let me throw this at you. Eight, eighth pick, there is definitely some thought. Like if if um I just want to say if Devontae Adams was on the board, I'm taking him here. Hey, put in the in, if you're listening on the chat and you're watching on your phone or you're watching on your laptop, put in the chat right now who you would take at this spot. Would you take Aaron Jones or Antonio Gibson from the eighth spot in the first round? I want to know what sound off in the chat. And and again, I want to I want to iterate that Devontae Adams would be my pick in this spot if he was available. And I can make an argument for Hill or Stefan Diggs as well. Studs that are going to get you 25 fantasy points every single week. Um, so I'm down with that, right? I am good like that. But for the purpose of this one, I'm going to go Aaron Jones. It's a little bit of a value for Jones says, I don't know. Do you, do you have a, do you want to disagree or anything? I think it's Aaron Jones here. Comfortable spot. Lots yeah, of I mean, you know, in the in the DFS Army draft kit, I have Jones at four overall, five there overall. There so, is the yeah. there is the value play, full PPR. Again, AJ Dillon there going to take some of those touchdowns away at the goal line, but Aaron Jones is still a stud. So we've got we've got Aaron Jones. We're going to hope up oh, Gibson gone. All right, that's fine. But you want to revert it? Or you can revert it if you want. And that's then you unfortunate. Can, nope, do you have, nope. Do you want to revert? This is just like any real draft. Right, right. We're live. You We're make gonna... decisions. And you live yep. with your decisions. You got to live with those decisions. Absolutely. Right. I agree so, with that. So here we are in round two. Let's go back over to the suggestions page here real quick. So at running back, again, not the greatest of groups. Um, Najee Harris is my favorite from the remaining. Again, you know I like Montgomery. You know I like Robinson, um, who are coming up a little bit later. But I think we can wait on these guys. At wide receiver, Calvin Ridley's a fucking stud. DK Metcalf. Listen, DK, I, we can make an argument for DK Metcalf being a top two or three scoring uh wide receiver this season. Yeah. I, th I, I think number one is a stretch, but he could be top three. So the video I put out today, <laughs> I did see your video with Chris. Yeah. List I mean, he, he made some good points though. He did I, make, some I, good points. I can't go. I can't go that far. He's not going to be the number one. So, I mean, you, you isn't there. Russ needs to be cooking fucking right. But he just, uh, the, the air yards are there and he throws that. Yeah. No, if, listen, if they go into the Russ cooking, situation volume, he just hasn't been there i guess yeah. if russ just cooks like you know all season sure but he's never done it before calvin ridley's the obvious choice here guys i don't even think we really need to dwell yeah. on this pick like it's an easy choice for me i'm grabbing calvin ridley with this spot boom um now note that a lot of the really good running backs the uh, there's josh allen he just went off the board as well a lot of the really good running backs are off the board but we have some of our go-to guys Still hanging around for round three. Now, our current roster, Jones, Calvin Ridley. We've got a stud at running back, a stud at wide receiver. 
Um, at tight end, again, we're beyond sort of the tier one guys. Yeah, I just want to bring up a point here. Our um, Rem in the in the chat makes a really good point. He said that when when you're talking about Aaron Jones, it's not so much that AJ Dillon is going to be the goal line threat. It's that Rogers let it throw had the most touchdown passes inside the five yard line, and we know that Devontae Adams gets that That's great the, for Adams. But th there's a threat of vulturing through the pass, so that is a real threat. Rem brings oh, up a really good point there. If you're scoring with Aaron Jones, he needs to be receiving. He needs to be catching touchdowns. If, if he's getting you there. He needs to be catching touchdowns. Yeah, Let's I'm just saying that there's a real threat there. So that's yeah. a really good point. Some some concerns there, but more so the the play that the Packers run at the goal line to Devontae Adams, the out, or that that little slant that Devontae Adams will run right off of the uh, right out of the slot, or of course Robert Tunyon, who's been a touchdown machine. But they score a lot of touchdowns at the Packers, so there's plenty of goodness to go around most weeks. That's why I'm less concerned. Plenty of goodness to go around. All right, so we're in round three, and I think that. Um, we can go either way here. We can grab a running back and grab a wide receiver. Part of my concern here is the running back position group will thin out potentially in a gross way between now and the next round. So for me, I'm making a choice between Robinson and David Montgomery here says I'm going with Robinson. That's my guy. And I like him better than Montgomery a little bit. But if you want to go Montgomery with your third pick, Fine by me. I love them both. And if one or the other was hanging around next round, I'll, I'll double tap it and go right back for it. But for now, let's fill out the running back position. Make sure we have quality guys who have shown durability. So who do we have so far on our team? Right now, we've got Aaron Jones, James Robinson, Calvin Ridley as our top three players. So we've got running back on lockdown. We've got our stud wide receiver in place. Again, we're on the we're on the you're on the clock, right? Tight end again, Mark Andrews, good tight end, but a luxury hanging around. Do you like Hawkinson, Pitts, or Andrews? Like, give me order those guys one, two, and three for me. I like it in this order as you see it. I prefer Andrews, then Hawkinson. Pitts comes after that for me. And is the reason Pitts comes after that is just like, I get it. He's going to be on a good team, lots of potential, but well, the upside's he's, there. The he's upside's still a rookie there. tight end. Like, he's still a rookie tight end. It, right. It takes, yeah. Uh, that's one of the yeah. biggest reveals that I can't wait to see in week one. Like, imagine, just explain to me what Twitter is going to be like if Pitts catches two, ca uh, if he gets six catches for 70 yards and two touchdowns, like in oh week one. He's I mean, can you the, imagine what next, is going to happen on, in this planet? The next coming of Tony Gonzalez. But, but you know what? <laughs> he's still a rookie tight end. All right. Now, Swaggy P says Montgomery over Robinson. And I am not going to argue with you, bro. I, I will not argue with that. I'm very comfortable with Montgomery over Robinson. I'm comfortable with however you want to go because both guys are going to be workhorses. I think Robin uh, Montgomery has a little bit of when Fields is QB might run for some tutties risk. We, we've seen some running backs lose a little bit when the QB is running for touchdowns. But at the same time, I think Chicago is such a better offense when midway through week one, Fields takes over as quarterback because Dalton is so bad that it might only take a few series before Fields comes in. Yeah, I say it every week. I'm just going to you know, do my obligatory DFS strategy. And by the way, I do not claim to be a DFS pro. But for me, in my huge, large tournament um, contest, what I'm going to do is put Justin Fields in my captain slot in week one in the showdown. Yeah, in the showdown. And, and, and 
Justin Fields is not going to be starting, but like you and I said, there is probably a 20% chance that he plays by halftime and gives you a full game's worth of stats. So it's a sneaky play. You'd probably be like one or 3% owned. Perfectly in full agreement. So, all right, we're, we're in round four. And what I like about this is we have a little bit of space. And one of my favorite players this season to draft Cooper cup is sitting there. Yeah, I like Cup a lot. Silver platter waiting for us. Cooper Cup or Robert Woods? Because the market likes Robert Woods a little bit better. I do not. I think Cooper Cup, he had some negative touchdown luck last year. Matthew Stafford loves firing over the middle of the field. Cooper Cup is a red zone maven. I mean, he he makes his living in the red zone. He's a big-bodied wide receiver that knows how to get open. And if you remember, I know that – just remember his peak. Golden Tate on the Detroit Lions was a touchdown scorer from Matthew Stafford. So I I liken those two players together. I think Matthew Stafford's going to have a blast throwing to Cooper Cup, who has very sure-handed – and Robert Woods, I mean, he's a good player. It's just – I don't understand why the market is – aggressively put Robert Woods ahead of Cooper cup. Let me, let me throw this back at you, you know, blondes or brunettes. Like I love them all. (laughs) You know, that's what it is. They're both awesome. They're both going to be great this year. Stafford to cup. Sure. Actually they are blonde and brunette. So (laughs) there you go. You want your blonde, you take Cooper cup. You want your brunette. Has yeah, anybody but, ever called know, Robert Woods a brunette? Can you imagine using that terminology? Well, because remember, Robert Woods also, a part of his value comes from those rushing touchdowns. He gets like two of those a year. I think that those may be going away. I mean, they just drafted Tutu Atwell, who could do some of those sweeps. I know he's undersized, but he is going to be a jet but, sweep but specialist. The flip is, the flip side, the quarterback play is massively better. You just went, you leveled up your quarterback position from a bottom 10 game manager to a top 12 real NFL wins the game with his arm quarterback in Matthew Stafford. Worlds apart. Yep. All right. Let's keep moving with this draft. Okay. So we are now um, Aaron Jones, James Robinson, Calvin Ridley. We're looking good, man. I like this team. Jones, Robinson, quality running backs. I want to get some Robbie Anderson on my team too. Don't forget about him. I'm down, but – I'm taking Claypool ahead of Robbie Anderson. Let, let's just see. Well, let me. Well, hold on. I'll tell you why that's not a good idea. Okay. Okay. And, tell and, me. and, Talk to me. and if, there's no question that from a DFS perspective, when you're talking about which one of those players, it's always Claypool. That's how you win large field tournaments. That's how you, he is the nuclear option. But when we're having those start sit decisions every week, and those are impossible, Robbie Anderson is set up to be a consistent producer that still has that Will Fuller type of upside. We always use him as like that, that litmus test. It used to be Deshaun Jackson back in the day, right? Who's got that Deshaun Jackson upside? The three catches for 98 yards and, and two touchdowns. Robbie Anderson has a weekly floor. He was just signed a new contract, right? So he's with, uh, he's on the team. He's going to be a focal point. Last year, he was the focal point of the passing attack. And he has game-winning, weak-tilting upside. He's being completely undervalued. In, uh, and again, we've seen Chase Claypool get four touchdown games. I just think that he's going to be more of those up and down players and he could end up sinking your week sometimes. It's it's really interesting because I would I would counter argue that Sam Darnold sucks. I mean, you might think he sucks because you have Jets bias. I do. The jury's kind of out, and we've seen enough with him, and especially we've seen him with Robbie Anderson. I mean, his best football was played when Robbie Anderson had 10 touchdowns. I agree, but I have Jets bias. 
I have seen ghosts memories. But you're, you're, you're giving out fantasy football advice right now. No, so. I don't. I don't. Re- I use my listen. There is a cognitive bias. We all watch the games, and I don't believe in Sam Darnold as a player. I think he's maybe very bad. Like it could be hopeful that he's not, but it might be that he's very bad. By the way, Swaggy P in the comments got all the Bobby Trees. He likes Bobby Trees ahead of. Um, yeah, I saw. I put it up on the screen before. Love it. Yes, yeah, so I'm enjoying the the nicknames, but. I'm going to go – see, for me, I'm going Claypool over Anderson. I like Ben Roethlisberger as a quarterback better. I think he will throw for more touchdowns this season. But, you know, it's an easy – actually, as a matter of fact, in this spot, I could also make a really strong argument for Darrell Henderson. So do we go with our third running so, back here? So really before you just – you go to that, um, Rem in the comments put up another good one. Uh, they said that if Gaskin's available in, in the – he's a steal in the fifth. Now, just to give you the history of our Gaskin take – Geek and I identified Gaskin in February, March as um, as a draft value. He was going in the sixth, seventh, I think even the eighth round at times. Loved him there. It Loved was a no him. no brainer. Uh, we always knew Gaskin was in trouble of them drafting someone. Rumors had it that they tried that Miami was about to draft Javante Williams. Denver got wind of it, jumped up ahead of them in the real NFL draft. So, but they were smart. They didn't just force the running back. Gaskin, he does. It, there's been no bigger Gaskin truther than this podcast. We are all in on Gaskin, so we agree. I'm just a little more worried about him right now than we have because Miami has indicated that they are going to make this a committee for at some three, reason. Man. Yeah, three, right. We don't care about committees at two. It's committees at three yeah. that were worrisome. And Malcolm Brown uh, is going to be a goal line back now. Gaskin wasn't didn't make his money on the goal line anyway. It was more of a, a pass catching runner. He was excellent and. If you want to draft Gaskin in the fifth round, I have no problem with it. I just think that there's more risk than is being priced in. It would probably need to fall another round or two for me to do at this point. And again, it's totally a 180 from where we were. So I understand the upside. He was a good player. It's just that uh, lack of draft capital. He, they The team owes him nothing. And you you could see him marginalized quickly. So yeah. just be aware of that as you're drafting Gaskin. And- and again, there are other ways to go. There are great running backs that continue to pop up as you as you go through the draft late that I personally love. Like, you know, I don't mind Trey Sermon at all. I don't mind, um, as we get to this, uh, a little bit further down, Chase Edmonds is a perfectly acceptable player. Love having Javante Williams, especially if uh, Gordon gets hurt. Not a big Damian Harris guy, but, you know, he's got that role pretty much locked up in New England as well. So, you know, if we were to wait and not draft a, co- a running back here, we're essentially going to have to be forced to get grab a Chase Edmonds or Trey Sermon type or even Michael Carter type a little bit later. I don't By like where, where are you at on Michael Carter right now? I mean, no, Michael I, Carter is a flex, but like he's not a guy. No, that I'm drafting not drafting him. Now. I'm not drafting him. He's, I, I he's one of those guys that's going to be dropped by week two, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's a guy that maybe late in the season could pick up. Yeah, Ty John, the sharp pivot right now. It's it's we've been talking about it, and but so have a lot of other podcasts. I don't want to take credit. Trey for Sermon Ty is the guy, but I'm just saying, like the Jets situation. It's Ty Johnson. That's no, probably don't do that. Don't don't pivot to that. Just don't. Well, you don't. You could take him in the last round of your draft, in the fourteenth yeah. round of your draft. I mean, there's no reason not to. Uh, that's fine, but that's what I'm saying. Like, just the late pick. Now, I took Darrell Henderson, and the reason I took Darrell Henderson is because I don't like to go into a season of fantasy football with definite like problems. And and without any running back depth, I like more depth at running back. So 
Darrell Henderson. By the way, there was just a good blurb that came out. Um, I don't know if you have your sleeper app notifications on, but they uh, Sean McVay said, and it was a quote, Daryl Henderson will have a very large role this season. I mean, I we know, knew that. It doesn't change this. anything. I, right. I wish he didn't say it. Let the people think Sony Michelle is going to be the guy. I like Darrell Henderson, so we took him with our – I have Darrell Henderson in every fucking league. I was drafting him already. Like, I've been just drafting this dude since the beginning. Like, I have a lot of exposure to him. I had a lot of exposure to him even before the um, the injury to Cam Akers just because I liked him as a backup because I have I, – I watched him smash when given the opportunity last year. So he's a guy I've been all in on for so long. I'm, no one's talking me off of it, especially not Sony Michelle, who sucks. So we've now got three running backs that are all starting caliber just fine. We've got two stud wide receivers, Calvin Ridley, Cooper Cup. Again, this is starting from the eighth spot. Now we're going to finish up our either. We can take a look at tight end. Again, Logan Thomas hanging around. Bobby Tunyon still around later. I don't really differentiate too much between those guys. Can get Tunyon in the next round. So we are going to go wide receiver, I think, here. How do you feel about Jerry Judy with um, Teddy Bridgewater under the helm? Yeah, he's moving up. He's in the NFFC. He went in the um, the, the early fifth round, the last four or five drafts. He's moving up. I think there's a little risk with him that, quote, we haven't seen him do it before risk. But well, beyond that, it, it, I, I saw enough last year, eyeball test. He was getting open. He was getting frustrated that Drew Locke couldn't get him the ball where he needed it. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, known for his accuracy, really was able to get the ball in, in the right spots to DJ Moore and to Robbie Anderson. It's it's kind of an obvious pick. The value might be being squeezed out a little bit. It's a little projection, as you like to talk about. But there, stick with your original evaluation of Jerry Judy, which was he's a star and he's he play. He can be what Antonio Brown was as far as um, with yards yeah. after the catch. He's still a still a very fine pick in the fifth round, and and a much and I think a a QB with much better touch now will benefit him. So we're starting to fill out our team here. Says this is from the eighth spot. We've got Jones, Robinson, Calvin Ridley, Cooper Cup, Jerry Judy. We're going to need to back that up um, on our bench with some spots just in case Judy doesn't work out. Love that some names like Will Fuller, Antonio Brown, um, some guys I really like late. Corey Davis might still be hanging around here somewhere. So there are guys hanging around late that I still like. Marvin Jones Jr., Michael uh, – I don't like Michael Pittman, but um, some guys still hanging around at wide receiver that I like. But we need to finish out our tight end position here. Let's take a look real quick at quarterback and see if there's any. Yeah, I mean, I'm going back to my go-to. You can take Aaron Rodgers here if you like. I've been going. My go-to is Jalen Hurts in this spot. I'm doing it, man, unless you have an argument against it. No. <laughs> you know, this, how, can I, how can I argue against Jalen Hurts? I mean, I like, no matter what you think of the player, he's getting the shot for, you know, he's going to smash for fantasy. I saw such I mean, a bad take on Twitter. I think it was today or yesterday. The bad take. Guys, I'm glad that you're here. The bad takes on Twitter are so frequent. They make me sick. It makes me happy to know the edges there. And one of those bad takes is, well, people are drafting Hurts over Tannehill. Like, they don't even like him in Philly. They could bench him. Who are they benching him for? Joe Flacco? This man is going to play every fucking game this right, season. And then here's also the the piggyback to that is that let's say they think Joe Flacco gives them a better chance to win. Let's say they're two, they're three and seven. Joe Flacco right? uh-huh. doesn't give anybody a better chance at anything. No, no, I'm, I'm trying to walk. To bring Flacco, and you've already lost your season. Sucks. Yeah, I was just going to say that I, I think that even if you think Joe Flacco gives you a better chance to win, which you and I obviously don't agree with, but 
at this point, if you think the season is totally tanked, you, you're not trying to win football games. You're trying to lose it. He's going to get a full 17-game tryout. They have Nick Mullins on the roster, but he, he's been horrible too, and I, I liked him as a prospect, but, so that's disappointing. By the way, if you're worried about Jerry um, Jalen Hurts, what we would do in the last rounds is grab Trey Lance or Justin Fields. That's the cheat code for 2021. You're going to grab. You make sure that you get Trey Lance on your bench or Justin Fields because you'll be able to get them very late with one of your last bench spots. And when they take over as a starter, you will regret not having them. So your cheat code for watching this is grab Fields or Lance and make them a bench player for your team. You can grab in the 12th round. You can grab them very late in single QB leagues. Now, says, I'm showing you on screen right now, and I don't, can you see this? Yeah. Why it was cool to wait on tight end. This, if you needed to understand why it was fine. Okay, we filled out our entire team. This is why where Kelsey in the first round, beautiful luxury pick, but you'll note that there are good tight ends late. And I'm going to name them, right? Bobby Tunyon, Tyler Higby, Noah Fant, Dallas Goddard, all still here. Do you have a preference over which one of those guys you like? I like Tunyon. Yeah, me too. You too. Oh, I fucking love it. So I like Tunyon here. But am I crying if I got Tyler Higby or no. Fant? Fant is a little banged up. I'm staying away from Fant. If he, he's he got to fall to like tight end 14 right now, which is never going to happen. Let someone else draft Noah Fant yeah, right now. But he's fine. Like, I'm not crying if I got Fant. If I got people Goddard, like him, he's like pushed up to like tight end six. I don't even understand that. That know. I don't get. But look how much is available. I got all kinds of studs all over the place. As a matter of fact, even here, with, let's take a look at what's available at running back. So all of our positions are pretty well filled out, including <clears throat> quarterback. By the yeah. way, I told you we're we're already at forty five minutes, and we've only done this for two positions. Yeah, we'll, crazy. We'll, we'll we'll come back and do this again. I told you it takes a while to because we really want to break it down. So if you're watching this live stream, if you're listening in the podcast. What we're trying to do is move around different parts of the draft to help you execute your draft plan. It's important that you have a plan that is flexible when you go into the draft. You can't say, hey, I'm going to take running back, running back, or I'm going to take wide receiver, wide receiver, or can I – I get this question all the time in the Discord, and it's a good question. Can I draft three running backs to start my draft? Of course you can, but you, it depends who's there. You have to be flexible. Who falls? If Travis Kelsey somehow fell to the end of the second round, you're taking Travis Kelsey. You're not going to take a yeah. second running back. You got to be able to pounce on the value and not scared. So when you talk about not being scared, let's say we hadn't drafted three running backs as of yet. Our whole roster is filled all the way to QB, and I've got a flex position open. I'm like, shit, I waited on running back. Now what? Well, you're not in such bad shape, guys. Damian Harris is the starter for New England. But actually, yeah, my favorite. Are you in on Damian Harris? You like no, him? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not against it. I'm, I've warmed uh, I, up to it. I think maybe with Mac, if if Mac Jones is named as I think he will be the starter, or at the very least gets the job within the first few weeks, which I fully expect. Well, you have to make a draft decision on Damian Harris is going to be moving up to that Mike Davis tier. Uh, I guarantee you, the sharps are going to push him up. I mean, uh, in your home league, it probably won't happen. But if you're in a league with people that know what the hell they're doing, and more and more people know what the hell they're doing nowadays. And New England's a pretty public team. You see Sony Michelle is traded. You see Mac Jones is starting. I mean, I think he's people are gonna be on people are gonna be on Harris. No PPR upside whatsoever. No. But you're also talking about nine to ten touchdown upside now if Mac Jones is the quarterback. No, I mean no PPR upside too. But I like him with and and with Cam Newton in there, Cam's stealing the tutties. But um Damian Harris looks really good with Mac Jones at 
the um, QB position. Hey, so, hey, Geek, we got a, uh, a question in the chat. You can answer this one. Someone asked for, for it. A for we did not do one. No. Not sure we'll be able to in this. No, maybe podcast. maybe next week. Yeah, yeah or we'll, the next we'll podcast. Do another one um, to pull that one off. But but here here's here, uh, here's your answer. Find two more buddies and do twelve man league. Yeah, I'm only kidding. I know there's 12. a lot of ten man leagues the, out there. The, the, the real difference league. between ten and twelve man is at that point you can actually take you, the luxury is away. There's no more luxury picks. You could take that. You want to take Kelsey early in that league. You want to take Devontae Adams. There there's no. You just take studs. Because there are so many of them. There's available running backs on waivers that are good enough. So you want those 30-point-a-week guys. So if Tyreek Hill is there or Devontae Adams is there or Travis Kelsey is there, and you're weighing that between like a Nick Chubb who's a 18-point-a-week, I'd rather go with the stud in the 10-man league. You don't have to be as concerned about value-based drafting because there's players on the bench. But it's also a gross format, and it does not favor yeah. and all the people. Also, if you're watching this right research. now, and you, and you and you got some value from this video, and you, you gave us input, do us a favor real quick. No obligation, but just hit that like button. Hit the heart button. If you're so inclined to share, that's even better. But no obligation to do so. But if you're there, it helps us out. Um, get Gets our gets our videos going right there so if you don't mind if you got some value from this video that's a great way to pay us back all right back Absolutely. to the draft let's finish out this draft right here let's yeah, what round so are we in right now we are done we are done we've drafted okay. a full team and i'm just going to show you what it looks like and who's still available if you know for your bench spots but we've got a full team drafted here jalen hurts at the helm jones robinson and darrell henderson rounding up our, our, our i love that rb group i love them right calvin ridley stud cooper cup stud Jerry Judy, upside. Robert Tunyon, touchdown machine. This is a winning roster. This is it. You you go into your league week one with the highest projected score or one of the highest in your league, and you're probably going to have a good chance to win every single game as long as these guys stay healthy. Now, we didn't get into it. Listen, if you want to get all of the rankings, we have that over at DFS Army. That's what we do. You can see our full ranking. Put the draft we'll board back up, by the way, while yeah. you're talking. Yeah. Um, so you can you can get a full sense uh, if you sign up at DFS Army. You know what? Here's a here's a really cool thing we did this year. We have an NFL season membership. It's $199. It's a 12-month membership. It covers our draft kit, all of our fantasy football stuff. 12 months. And also everything we do for daily fantasy, which is really why people sign up for the most part at DFS Army, the Domination Station Optimizer, the Chalkboard, the Cheat Sheets, uh, the Players Club podcast, everything that we do um, to help you win the cornerback, wide receiver charts, the O-line, D-line charts, our Millie Maker strategy, all of that stuff is ready to rock over at DFS Army. If you go over there, just get, if you're an NFL only person, you can sign up for the NFL season pass. It's $199. If you want to do VIP, we cover every sport. Our our specialty, our niche sports at DFS Army, we are better than them than other sites by a lot. NASCAR, MMA, esports, League of Legends, soccer, college football, college football, guys. No one covers college football like we do. VIP, you get 10% off with promo code SEZ, um, SEZ. Go sign up at DFS Army as a VIP today. You will get all that goodness. It's all linked in the video description below, yeah. too. Jay Kirchville is asking about Henderson versus Sony Michelle. We talked about this a lot. Yes, Sony Michelle, not a guy who's going to take away from the premium running plays from Darrell Henderson. Darrell Henderson looked like the real deal. But you know what? If you draft him, back him up with Sony Michelle. Don't take Sony Michelle as some standalone good play. He will not start 
It's going to be Darrell Henderson. Sony Michelle is there because they're like, shit, Darrell Henderson can't harry all, car- handle all the carries, and no one knows who Xavier Jones is, including the Rams um, coaching staff. They don't know who Jimmy Funk is, okay? All these weird backup guys, no. They're like, we need a real backup running back because Darrell Henderson got hurt last year, and the dude can get yeah, hurt. I mean, we don't know he, if he's terrible. Darrell Henderson is going to be able to get you 12 to 15 quality touches a week. And there'll be some weeks where he has 18. I so, think he'll go sure. over that. Yeah. And receiving pass catching. Yeah. Sure. And those are, and those usually are worth yeah. uh, two and a half times what a carry is. A, a catch is worth two and a half times. So I'm, I'm in on Darrell Henderson. I love the Sony Michelle trade because it's dropping him back down to where we're right. able to get him as our third RB. In the, I mean, take a look at our, our draft here. Where, where are we? My team. We were able to get him in round. We, we've in round five. We, we have two wide receivers taken before Darrell Henderson. So two studs, two studs, Darrell Henderson, my opinion, stud, Jerry Judy. This is how a beautiful draft should look, guys. Yeah. Um, do we want to try one more spot from the 12 spot, says? We'll do that on the next video. Okay. Do the next so we're already we'll, running we're running long a little bit. We got to give a give a shout out to our sponsor, Owner's Box, and, and tell them how they can sign up and all that kind of stuff. There we, we go. To- so, yes. All right. So we'll we'll wrap it up here, guys. We'll come back and do another one with some of the other spots that we missed. Um, again, shout out to Owner's Box. Guys, if you want to check out weekly season-long fantasy, super flex format, it's like, again, DraftKings or FanDuel style, but with super flex. Yeah, Owner's Box is really good. It's an excellent, it's a well-constructed game. I, I highly recommend, if you're watching this video, there's a link in, in our video description. You click there, you get right to Owner's Box. It's it's daily fantasy, but with super flex, like but two here's QBs. Here's in week one, you could you could get Patrick Mahomes and Baker Mayfield. They're playing each other. That's going to be a shootout game. The, the Browns are not going to be able just to run the football. They're going to need to throw the football to Odell Beckham, to Donovan Peoples-Jones, to Jarvis Landry. They're going to be throwing to their tight ends. Baker Mayfield is a sharp DFS play in my judgment. You pushing this Baker Mayfield, stuff. but in week one, week one specifically, like. and specifically no, week one, in week down. one, week, and in week owner's box, you can have him and yeah. Patrick Mahomes shooting out. I think that's a, a smash over for your for those who are sports betting. That's absolutely good. So owner's box, go into the video link description below, click there, use code Drew nine, get your free money. Okay. Uh, other than that, I let's think the key to that one. By the way, is you don't have to make a deposit. They're literally giving you ten bucks to play with. So. Play for free. What do you care? Um, right. Drew nine, but you have to, it it only works if you use the link in the description. They set it up for the bold call for our viewers to try it out for Tim. Cause I said, guys, it's a new site. You got to try it out. Got to get the people checking it out. Make sure they like it. They hooked it up $10 in your account free. Right. When you use that code, it's easy to do. And, it's a no. If you have a late, by the way, if you have a late draft, if you're not drafting until September, we're going to be back with um, at least one podcast next week, probably two, probably two. So stay tuned, and we're going to do more mock drafts like this. Okay, all That's right. right. Four, we have another. We have 14 days from today until kickoff. 14 days. It's two weeks. So we got all right, all man. next week. Next week is draft season extreme and of course labor day weekend so we're going to try to get you as much of this info out as possible and by the way league artists made a good point about our our he said that FanDuel has some super flex but there's not going to be sharp as sharp many sharp players on owner's box so that's a great point uh from our, no, one plays, our no one plays the super flex on FanDuel. in fairness the, the content and again even if you are like there's not going to be an edge yeah. there's going to be an edge to be had at owner's box it's not going to be the experienced players that are there yet so go get there and go get the money all right man let's wrap today uh, let's keep guys, this thing under an hour. The, that'll do it for the bulk call podcast, guys. Remember, 
If you can and you want to do us a little favor, drop a comment below if you saw a different strategy for one of these spots that we didn't that we missed. Do you like Robinson? Do you like Montgomery better? Drop a comment and please like the video if you liked it. Subscribe to the channel if you want to see more of this style of content. We will be going strong all DFS season long. DFS Army puts out constant video content, breaking down everything for daily fantasy sports. When you subscribe to the channel, you get notified when that stuff comes up. So you want to subscribe to the channel, like the video, hook us up. We'll be back next time with more bold calls. Good luck, everybody.